0: Hello, hello, everyone! Uh, welcome to the third episode of Recruit Screen. Uh, as you may be starting to sort of get a sense for by now, every week we're talking to a recruiter or a recruiting leader who's at the top of their game uh, to take a no-nonsense look at what makes recruiting such a tough, tough, uh, tough career, but also such a such a rewarding one. So I'm Sile. I'm one of the co-founders at MetaView. Uh, delighted to have Nick Roman on the show with us this week. week. So Nick. Firstly thanks so much for doing this how are you doing
1: Sal? it's uh, a pleasure to be here thank you so much i'm i'm doing great I'm, I'm obviously taking advantage of the weather outside of here in florida so um it's a it's a exciting time to to be in recruiting and excited to to um to be talking to you today
0: yeah i have got a lot of jealousy right now for where you're at maybe i <laughs> will work out a reason to do these in person in future. and there's always me going to be flying to 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 folks around the world to enjoy there <laughs> um <laughs> Nice. So just before we jump into to your questions, do you want to just give a quick sort of one or two liner about yourself?
1: Yeah, uh, I've been a tech recruiter for 11 years now. I started off the first half in like the agency scene. I just started falling in love with these candidates in the sense like I was placing them in those awesome companies and these awesome environments and technologies and wasn't really able to stay on top of like the progress. So I decided to go internal um, and, and started going internal with some really cool, interesting companies, including like Intersection, Peloton, Snapchat. I'm at Ledger Investing now. Uh, we're redefining the like the the, the that sector as well. Um, I really love the 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 idea that I'm helping people get into better opportunities. That's why what, what I do, what I do is uh, is that passion about getting people into uh, uh, you know better careers, uh, you know, accelerating their 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 progression in their careers and whatnot, and being and being part of that.
0: Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, I mean, it is truly a life defining thing, right? When you get a role, especially at some of the companies that you just mentioned that you've been been recruiting into, like pretty. Pretty amazing to be able to be the, well, one one the enabler, but secondly, often the, the messenger on that as well. So you get to see the get to see the sort of the delight. Um Three. nice. Well we're gonna we're gonna jump in. Some of these questions are a little bit, a little bit cynical, some of them are super sort of much more positive, but let's 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 jump off with a bit of a cynical one. What is it about recruiting or about hiring that makes you want to throw your laptop out the window? <laughs> Gosh. I, I, and there's a lot of them, right? There's, uh,
1: there's, there's, I guess it all comes down to a mindset, Um, you know, really just like ineffective communication, lack Mm. of urgency, just like blows my mind, Um, you know, unapproachable and like decisive, like attitude. Uh, you know, people forget that we're, we're not order takers, we're partners, you know, we're, we're trying to help these hiring managers out. And when they're not taking it serious, uh, or they're just too busy, maybe it's not time for them to to uh, recruit for their team. Uh, I can, you know, put my resources elsewhere where somebody does need that that, that help. Um, but the reality is, it's like, you get these uh, people that are, you know, supposed to grow their teams, but it's just unfortunately, they're just not committed to the outcome and, and, and the sense of urgency and just getting the communication the inconsistencies and just kind of focus you have your job and this is also your job people tend to forget that hiring managers (laughs) half their job is also hiring um and uh they they think it's just managing people building softwares and whatnot but um it's it's a very important part of their conversation with uh their teams and their their stakeholders and and we should be part of those uh those relationships as well and so just really you know what wants me? What makes me want to throw the laptop out is just like the lack of 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 seeing us as a a partner versus yep. like an order taker, and you know you get a little bit of one or two of those managers here and there, and and you just kind of them straight.
0: Yeah. Nice. Yeah. We're gonna we got a question later about specifically about hiring, managers, but it's super interesting that your first sort of you know your most frustrating thing really is about some of those where those relationships aren't quite on point, or where well, frankly where the behavior maybe of the HM isn't on point. Right. I guess whenever there's like a, I think it's so true what you say about um, that half their job is hiring. Obviously, when it comes to a lot of time, maybe some of these exceptional companies you've been at, people tend to sort of measure their work by via they have personal plans or sort of team wide OKRs. And even in my experience, it's quite rare to sort of have hiring goals within your 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 sort of your team's OKRs, which I guess is one of the reasons why you don't have people create having the urgency around it, right?
1: Right, when they don't set those goals that that, and they don't really plan out what they're looking for, um, a lot of times um, they get head headcount right, and yeah. they have like, I need I need thirty engineers, but do you really need thirty engineers? Um, you know what what's available now? Who's who's available on your team that you can upgrade or or move up to a different position? Yeah, um, you know, really sitting down and understanding, and sometimes I think that's what kind of put us in the situation we're in with the economy, right? Like this reckless hiring needs and just like blowing up these teams. And now we're just like throttling back into like, a, it seems like it's catastrophic, you know, these layoffs, but they're just readjusting back to what is normalcy yeah. prior to like the pandemic. So um I guess it's retraining these people and just being, again, it's being a partner. Uh We're not just looking for candidates and talking to candidates, but we're like we're being part of those like strategic conversations about what their needs are, what, what, what they're lacking. Do they really need to pull stack engineer? Do they, really need to focus on the front end or the back end, you know, particularly what features need to launch first. Um, and, and it's important for us to be part of those those strategic conversations and the lack of setting those goals and those OKRs is, is part of that.
0: Yeah. yeah. I love how you're sort of thinking about the company or the product roadmap as part of your recruiting. Um, right. Let's go flip, flip to the other side. What's your sort of when you're working with a hiring manager and you feel like the sort of the collaboration, the partnership is exactly where it needs to be. Is there like a particular trait within those sort of types of hiring managers that you think, you know, the, is it almost essentially your favorite, favorite traits in a hiring manager? Yeah, you know, assuming
1: like the, all the moons and planets aligned and you have this great relationship with your hiring manager, the one thing I really love, and it was, uh, it was brought up uh, again when I was at Snapchat, was um, empathy, right? The, mm-hmm. the strong sense of empathy in the sense that, you know, a, hire, a good hiring manager understands the circumstances these candidates are in uh, some of these people are applying to hundreds of jobs some people are are burnt out nine months into, into the interview process and I'm, I'm using these examples because it's what's top of mind but you know having that empathy of understanding where your people might be you know they're trying their, their hardest but the best foot forward but emotionally and physically they're just burnt out and they just want to get back to work and 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 perhaps like you know managers understand like you know they're not 100 percent fit they're like a 75 but the grit's there the passion's there the, the sense of urgency to learn is there you yeah. know what does it take to bring somebody on and ramp them up in three months versus not hiring at all and, yeah. and still interviewing for the next three months like what does that cost yeah. the company so it's like i love that trait of like just really sitting back and seeing the situation these candidates are in and you know and, and be really the sense of empathy in the sense that they understand where they where they're where there might be in today's economy yeah um and and also when times are good like you know maybe that that mindset might shift but there's always a level of empathy that i feel is like is appropriate
0: uh with with like something that you're really aligned with yeah i I've, have you ever it's, oh, it's pretty anecdotal really but have you sort of picked up when you do sort of work with the HM to the point where they sort of go for like the non-perfect fit, but the high grit, you know, the high grit, less experienced person, maybe. Um, it, what's your take on like who ends up being more successful hire? Honestly, I think the person that uh,
1: is 75, 80%, you know, like we were really big on, on giving people opportunities at Peloton. And, and, you know, we're going to the hyper growth mode there. And um, again, the, Nobody wants to work with the pill, right? Somebody hard to swallow, right? Like it's just like, like they have to be a really good fit, and if, if they're if the energy's there, you know, when you hire great people, the rest of the team benefits from that, right? Um, yeah. uh, the 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 camaraderie is leveled up, and and the passion for the work and doing that meaningful work, and you know, I've hired people where these hiring managers like they're lacking a particular skill set that we absolutely need, but I would love them on the team. Uh, let's push out the start date a month from now and give them this book so they can ramp up on their own time. Right. And so when they come to like day one, it, it's like, I mean, they still put their two weeks of resignation in and then they they, they take two weeks off for, for their mental health, but give them the opportunity to read into like the things that we, we want them to learn and, and yeah. that way they can hit the ground running. So um, really, it's just like some of the best people I've ever hired are within a relatively short period of time. And I, I all my hiring managers have heard of this. Within a relatively short period of time, what does it take to bring somebody from eighty percent to one hundred percent perfect fit? Yeah, weeks, sometimes months, and that's it. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. And then I, I mean, it's hard to sort of like investigate this more deeply, but what really is one hundred percent perfect fit during the interview process? It's just one hundred percent fit of the things that you sort of decided to include in your in your assessment. But of course, there's like this. You know, three D human being who's going to be coming into a company where they may well not be a perfect fit on some other dimension, which is okay because no one, obviously, no one's perfect. But the point is, you never truly have that that hundred percent, even if you think you do during this sort of the hiring phase. Anyway, um, we sort of talked a bit about sort of things that maybe frustrates us about about, or I should say, frustrate you about uh, hiring managers. Um, so let's not let's not dwell on that one. How about um, are there any sort of like funny or especially it being Halloween and all? like horror horror stories from the interview processes that you can uh you can share with share with us yeah I,
1: you brought you brought in a horror story like Halloween and got me thinking um I, w- I had this one example I wanted to share with you, but there was uh there was this candidate that um i I don't know what their mindset was, but they had a really good conversation with the hiring manager. And a lot of times, that doesn't mean you're a great fit for the role. It just means you just had a great conversation with yeah, somebody. Yeah. And uh, this guy came back, and you know, unfortunately, it was a little bit of a, like a mixture. Like, candidate had to reschedule, and then the hiring manager to reschedule. So it was this long, awkward moment of like getting these two connected. And then when they finally got connected, it was uh, you know a great conversation between between the two. Um, and the hiring manager was like, "Great guy, but not not a good fit." And you know, I I I called them. <laughs> To, to let them know, unfortunately, this is not a good fit for the role where, you know, uh, you know, and it's hard to give feedback and you have to be like, you know, you have to consider what, what liabilities are involved in giving too much feedback, but it, this person just like lost it over the phone. And again, it's about being empathetic, right? And understanding that they might be under a lot of stress, but he just started cursing at the storm and just yelling and screaming, and everybody was like, "Can hear it on so my like, earpiece." I was listening to, and I was calm. I was like, "I'm sorry, I'm sorry, sir. Are you are you yelling at me?" So I was just kind of like shocked, and like at this point, I'm like, "It's a definite no on, yeah, on, yeah. on greenhouse, right?" Yeah. <laughs> so I'm not gonna lose my cool in front of my colleagues, and I'm like, "It's unfortunate, but." This conversation's over. We're not moving it forward. Like I took it back as a, yeah. like, an adult. Like I need. I needed this person to act their age, and they cl- clearly weren't. Right. Yeah. And then my manager, which happens to be my really good friend right now, uh, he's like, you know, damage control mindset. What are you doing? What are you do you doing? Why is this person yelling on the phone? You know, they start thinking about greenhouse or greenhouse, uh, green uh, glass door reviews and like Yelp reviews, whatever they are. Right. Yeah. But so he he goes to the conference room and has the conversation with the candidate just kind of like you know you know stay stay face here and, and comes back and is like i apologize that person didn't let me speak four words and just blew up and and unfortunately that that is part of the interview process yeah you know identifying those red flags like if you can't keep your cool uh with me then what makes you what makes me think you're going to keep your cool with a product manager that disagrees with yeah you know, what you're doing you know yeah, yeah um so every moment every interaction is part of the interview process and you want to you want to remind candidates too because them, well, some of them like are lax in their mindset about how cool you are with the conversation they might dry, yeah. like start dropping f-bombs and but it's still inappropriate right like you're, you're here interviewing for a job so people just yeah. tend to forget that um it, it's it's like it's a horror story because you try your hardest to be professional in front of your colleagues and you know people chatter and stuff like that and it's just like you know your manager's like going out doing damage control but they come back and it's just like yeah. you know nobody wants to be in that situation and so it's yeah, it, yeah. It, it's it, it stops production for like thirty yeah, minutes. Yeah, yeah. Like, what does that cost
0: a company? You know, it's so so like. I mean, not funny because as you said, they could. Who knows the situation the person was in? But like, clearly, it's not going to help you. Like losing losing <laughs> it like this is. It's not <laughs> going to change the decision. It's, if anything, it's going to reaffirm. Actually, it reminds me of a friend of mine who was at a pretty. um uh well, high performing, but also, you know, in some ways ruthless organization. And so the way they set up their their final stage interviews was they would schedule you in for the the whole afternoon or the whole day, but they would actually make right. a decision midpoint about whether you do the second half of the day. And that's how they that's how they ran things. And there was this one candidate they had who uh didn't make it to the second half of the day and just refused to leave. Like, do you really <laughs> think they're gonna turn around and say, okay, we're gonna hire just because you, they had to end up calling security to get them out? It's just like. Yeah, not gonna help you but anyway um you know
1: but it's, it's up to us to also inform people right like if that is yeah. just, if you're in an environment i've been there before where i had to let people go after the first you know first after the first interview just completely bombed it this is not going to work going forward and save the company eight hours of resources right um yeah it, it's okay to set those expectations like hey listen we're going to bring you in here's the expectation over your interview but unfortunately if you don't really do well well in the fir- you know first or you know any any stage there might be a possibility that we might, we might have to ask you to, you know, cut the interview short and just want to list up those expectations. And I think a lot of candidates understand that, right? Because yeah. they don't want to be in an awkward situation knowing that they, people know when they bombed an interview, like yeah. you just know it. And being there the rest of the day, knowing that you completely screwed up the first round interview. Um, it's not a, it's not a good experience for anybody, you yeah. know? And I think, I think candidates will appreciate that if you put that up front.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. Um, what is it that gets you most excited about your work?
1: the opportunity to talk to people i'm yeah. a chatterbox man like, mm-hmm. i just love geeking out these engineers on and i think it's just like every 100 of everything i've learned about tech recruiting or in tech in general has been you know explained to me by by a candidate and i absolutely love that i'm not an engineer i don't understand half the stuff that's going on but i understand the tools and what they do but i don't know how to implement this stuff and it's so fascinating you know uh you know there there's times where when i got into like recruiting for network engineer and network infrastructure. And it's just like blown away. Like nothing happens without network, any type of infrastructure, Mm -hmm. you know, diving deep in these, with these candidates and understanding what they do and how that may be changing the way the company is running or a product or service that might be going out to public that literally changes the way people do work or live their lives or improve people's lives. It just blows my mind. It's just like, and that's what I love MetaView, right? Because it's just like, I can just geek out with these engineers and go deep into uh, a conversation and it, and i'm and i'm digging and looking for signals but i'm not wasting my time on the keyboards it's funny how that works and yeah why we're here but but yeah it's just being able to just like get up and talk to people you know yeah. seeing a full calendar on my on my screen is like yes it's gonna be a great day
0: oh, man that's that's definitely like a certain type of person isn't that i mean that, that obviously you know there are some people to whom that looks that that's like a tiring day ahead of them you know so it's it's like a, it just shows like how how um and when you think about maybe some of the things that ai is going to replace and what it's not going to replace really that true energy and passion about having an opportunity to talk with people uh which is just yeah. such a central part of what makes a great recruiter in my opinion um uh like that's not going to that that that's cuz that's the same on the other side too the candidate wants to connect with with the human beings at the company and having your sort of like i i, I don't love it when there's too many sort of uh uh analogies to the sales process within recruiting just because i think it's obviously much more of a matchmaking uh type situation but uh but having you know the people who are really energized by those conversations who are really curious who really want to get to know the human being on the other end it's just that that's almost the main differentiator in your in your ability to to attract great people yeah yeah i agree agree. um what's the sort of exciting you most about the 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 future of 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 talent acquisition recruiting
1: yeah, there's, I think there's gonna be a big shift. And I think it's a great opportunity for those who can like, adopt the new technology stacks and understand how they can improve their work and, you know, better serve the clients. And I mean, the clients as like customers, like the, the candidates and, and the hiring managers, yeah. like, uh, you know, anything that you can do, like moonshot, right? Like, what is an, an amazing candidate experience? What's an amazing hiring manager experience? You know, from picking, picking people up in a limousine, mm-hmm. to like onsite interviews, and then like throttling back from that, right? And just like, it comes down to whatever is affordable, obviously, but then, you know, the, the, the opportunity to like just make that candidate experience amazing where I yeah. can deliver a candidate to a hiring manager on a silver platter and present them in a way that is just like doing me, doing them a service by, by you know, not, I mean, we're not known for being grammatically correct to begin with, like recruiters in general, right? We make sloppy sentences <laughs> and it's a lot of abbreviations and um, and the grammatical errors that are, are, are up, uh, out of, you know out of the scale there, but, um, you know, tools that make that that experience better for both the hiring managers and candidates and, yeah. and, and just like outreach, right. The technology that's, that's going to be, that hasn't been invented yet that we can, we're able to kind of, you know, launch and while you're sleeping, you know, you know, doing this outreach work and follow-up work for you. And then you can come back and, and you have a calendar full of candidates that are real people conversations. Like it's not taken away from the human part of, of our jobs. If anything, it's, it's, Im- it's increasing that interactivity, right? So yeah. that's what I'm excited about, right? Um, technology bringing people together, and it could be anything from like AI tools that we're using here today to to you know uh, self driving cars, you know, yeah, getting yeah. me to see my families and friends in a safer capacity. So yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm really
0: excited about the future. Yeah, totally. Yeah, more time, uh, more time interacting with humans. I think it', it really interesting that you use this the self driving car analogy too, because almost within that you used it. Well, you know essentially i'm more likely to go and spend time with my friends and family because essentially the cost associated with getting to them is so low there's no risk all these things so i'm gonna spend more time with humans and that's thanks to ai i think i think that is the way a lot of work is going to go i do think there's gonna be disruption because of that because of course there's some people who a lot of their job is not the human side of things and that's obviously that's a that's a that's going to be disruptive i mean we're 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 humans then you know
1: yeah there's this disruption in every industry right we're due for a a a a new one uh from the industrial age you know onwards like it's yeah. gonna happen it's inevitable so you just got to be ready for it be willing yeah. to learn and, and stay on top of the market
0: yeah i love what you said as well about like picking up picking them up from a limousine and working back from there S- sometimes to be honest when you do the maths on like how expensive is this interview to us given the people who are in the room and how costly is it if this person rejects the offer that we give them given we'll have to end up speaking to you know five or ten more candidates and taking up all that time again actually what is affordable I'm not I'm not sort of saying people should actually sort of budget this way, but it, it turns out like really if you could move the needle needle, so there's some fairly expensive things you could do that actually probably are worth it if you if you were uh if you did the maths. But I probably not necessary, but I, I still think people can get into a sort of a new mode where they realize, oh yeah, to, for this person to encourage this person to make a life altering decision to join us, which otherwise we're gonna spend, you know, twenty five percent of my time plus ten percent of ten other people's time to hire someone instead of them, like that's a lot of money. Um right. and- um closing question uh three qualities that you think make a top recruiter yeah
1: i uh, i'd have to say it's going to be like really high eq skills um an amazing storyteller yeah right? uh and and just know enough about everything to hold your own in a conversation <laughs> right uh that means staying on top of market trends uh, staying on top of like the candidate pools culture like yeah. you know what earlier i said i was like i'm able to geek out with these engineers you can't geek out if you don't know geeky shit right like so it's like it, yeah. it, it, everything from 80s cartoons and 90s like things that resonate with people and why we're in what we do right like technologists were influenced by something in their childhood most likely and being able to tap into that and, and being able to sell a story and an opportunity in a way that they can see themselves in there and and just having those eq skills and understanding what's appropriate and when to say what, what to say and uh, understanding people. And that goes, maybe EQ has a, there's a close correlation with like empathy as well there. Um, yeah. but it's just being a generally, you know, fine tuning their ability to communicate with people and, and, and be excited for them. Right. Like I, the one thing I hate is when I, I've been in environments where just like the, the interviewer, the recruiter was just like dead inside talking to candidates. I'm like, yeah. why are you doing this? Like, why are you in here? Right. Like, um, you know, these people are trying to apply for a job putting the best foot forward. We should be doing the same as well. So, um, so yeah, those are the three skills: high EQ, amazing storyteller, and just know enough about everything to hold your own. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's uh, the 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 candidate is. Pro- it's a very high chance that their interview with you is the sort of most important thing they're doing that day. And they're probably going to talk to their partner or their friends about it, you know, later that evening. And, you know, whereas m- m- obviously as a recruiter, you're probably not, right? Because you've got, you know, five or six others that you're doing that day. But yeah, it's so true. It's so it's so important to them. Putting the best before is key. Even if they don't move forward, they're going to end yeah, up up yeah, yeah, raving exactly. fans. So why, why yeah. wouldn't
1: you want a raving fan at that point?
0: Yeah. Amazing. Uh, Nick, uh, coming up, in fact, just over 20 minutes now. And I, we promised ourselves on this, on, this, uh, on this show to sort of be really strict about, hey, keeping it punchy. Let's keep it to 20 minutes. So uh, yeah, it's been a blast learning from your experiences and your perspectives. Uh, So thanks so much for for joining us. Um, Next week, uh, we've got David Marshall on on the show. Uh, He's a talent leader over at Blocks. I first met him actually a few months ago now at Talent 42 in Seattle. He gave a phenomenal talk there. He also demonstrated some pretty, pretty awesome guitar skills at the happy hour. So Maybe we'll see if we can get him to exhibit that as well. No, uh, no. I'll be watching that episode. (laughs) Yeah. Um, (laughs) So yeah, do watch out for it. Um, And until then, Nick, thank you again. um, And let's hire on. Thanks, folks. Yep. Thanks much.
1: Bye.